This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, (laughs) and welcome back to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Grace. And I'm Alexis. And we are here. It is now the cheeriest, jolliest time of year. It is our cold crime, Christmas, winter, snow, as every holiday special, whatever the fuck we feel like tying it into the holidays or this Mm -hmm. season of December um, is what we what we get to talk about for the next month. Um, Yes. uh, For anyone new listening, like we said, except during the year. Exactly. No rules, except whatever we want related to whatever yes. theme we absolutely make up this time of year. It can be from any show, uh, when we've covered, when we haven't covered, whenever we want. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're starting off with a bang of a two-part mm-hmm. episode. Yes. Or two, yeah, two parts yes. this week and next week. Two, we'll the same yeah. show. Yes. Done by Bird. I'll I'll just let her take it away. One we got split big this into episode two. cut in half exactly over two weeks. And yes. boy, oh boy, are you right that it is going to start out with a bang? Oh, because okay. we're gonna get into we're gonna get into some violence as per honestly, as per usual on this podcast. Yes. With one of our favorite shows, which also I feel like we say all the time for every show we do, because every they show all we are do our is favorites. one of our favorite. They all we can't That's we like we'll them all up. equally. Exactly, we can't pick our favorite child. No, I mean, well, we not could. to its face, at least. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll give it preferential <laughs> but, treatment for sure. Yes. So in this case, though, the bang that we're starting off with is from none other than. The Powerpuff Girls. Pew, 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 and... pew. Wait, really quick. Yeah. The day that we're recording this, which fun fact, as you all know, we record in advance. So we're actually recording right now um, in November. Today is the 25th anniversary of the Powerpuff Girls airing. Really? Yes, I saw no on Instagram way. from Cartoon Network this morning. Um, okay, everyone, we are recording 18th, on November 18th in advance. And yeah, amazing. This was the day the first Powerpuff Girls wow. episode ever um aired with Mojo Jojo. We covered that episode. Us doing we we planned that actually. I know. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the last 25th anniversary episode you um covered with that Arnold. came out today. Yeah. That we're recording. Oh man. Bird always has a also, Bird just has a full like yarn wall connecting all of the episodes and what day we actually record, what day they actually get released when they were aired. Oh, Charlie Day style. Uh-huh. Like, exactly. No, it's literally right here. You can't oh, see it. it's right camera. off camera. No, we just yeah. can't see it. Um also, wow. Well, so first off, that's amazing. But also, it makes me feel really old because <laughs> you said that's 25 years. Yeah, we right? were like, so that's five like when two it came episodes out. in a row where we're talking about like, tw- yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Life, dude. And I also, when, so I just pulled up the calendar to look at like what day is today and also what day is this episode airing? 
Um, happy birthday, mom. If you're listening, oh my eventually. God. Yeah, and you are. It's my mom's birthday. Of course she is. She might be a couple weeks behind, but she's listening. Well, uh, happy birthday, mama bird, or happy belated yeah. birthday, mama bird. Happy belated whenever you're listening. But it's funny. And then I'll get right back to the episode. She texted me, um, earlier this week. I think it was like Tuesday. And she was like, yay, Huckleberry Hound. And at first I was like, what? And I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks, mom. He was like, we did that episode like two weeks ago. Oh my God, cute. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. So God, like we said, fan. our parents, aunts and uncles, they know about Huckleberry Hound. Anyone else who's over 50 <laughs> listening, thanks. But we know that our parents, aunts and uncles this are is listening. Proof. So this is proof. Proof. We got the receipts. <laughs> yes. AKA a text message from my mom on the phone <laughs> that I just drank. <laughs> it runs another plug for our YouTube Saturday morning mysteries yes. YouTube because Bird simply <laughs> just took her cell phone to show heated my chat. phone across <laughs> and absolutely just shattered her phone probably as she dropped oh, no, it. Thank God for like awesome cases, but yeah, if you're not subscribed, Jerry, that's literally the perfect plug for our YouTube. If you're not subscribed, <laughs> you don't want to miss that. All the embarrassing things that I typically, sometimes Grace, but typically me, yeah, I do on screen. Doing in the background um, But here. also her cute dog is in the background. You can't, you can't not see her. I mean, look how cute he is sleeping back there. Just snooze in. Anyways, so that's enough derailing. <laughs> No, it's not. I just put my phone it's... far away from me now. You know, every time as we're about to record, Alexis almost knocks down her entire recording setup. So True. this is just accurate. She's you're not a clumsy person by any accounts, except when we're coming to record. When it comes to like recording, yeah. it's like only when I'm on camera. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Panic. Shit. how do I use my hands? What do I do with yeah. my hands? Yeah, yeah, panic well, mode. What do I do? Is this okay? Does this look fine? <laughs> this is what fine. I do with them. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to put them down here. All right. Good, good. So, yes, the Powerpuff Girls we're doing today. Uh, wipe away some laugh tears. Wow. <laughs> can't believe, I'm sorry. I just can't believe I like threw my phone. <laughs> I don't need this shit. Uh, all right. Well, that's sorry. how you really sorry, feel about listeners. the text from your mom. <laughs> Mama Bird, the only this time you text me is about Huckleberry Hound. Yes. I would never, and she will tell that she will tell you that to your face, <laughs> exactly, and yours. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> oh god. All right. So, our girl. girls. Sorry. Back into the Christmas spirit. <laughs> who, who amongst us does not like to chuck their phone when they're thinking about Christmas? It's such, you're trying such to get a, a new phone. Time. That's why. I, yeah. Get those holiday deals, baby. Uh, hopefully my mom doesn't see this episode until after Christmas. Because she's like, you just got a new phone. Why do you need a new one? <laughs> Don't watch this episode until oh. after Christmas. Mom, yeah, skip it, mom. Skip it, mom. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Powerpuff Girls. Yes, there is an awesome Christmas special that came out, I think, in like 2003 on December 12th. And it is called... Was the fight before Christmas. And uh, this is from, so I think it technically came out in season five, but if you're watching it on uh, Max, where you can go and check it out, it's season six, episode 14. It's like the second to last episode of the original airing 
or of the show, whatever, on Max. So good episode. Check it out. But for those who, for whatever reason, did not catch our last arc of the Powerpuff <laughs> Girls or any of the other episodes we've done on the Powerpuff Girls, first off, get to it. We have conveniently <laughs> another plug for our YouTube oh, hey. page. We've conveniently recently created playlists for each show arc mm-hmm. that we do. So you can go if you just want to check out the Powerpuff Girl episodes. Go to that playlist if you want to just check out the Wild Thornberries. Go to that playlist. If you want to check out Christmas, go to that. Thanksgiving, Halloween, whatever, all of them are in a playlist. So now you don't have to scroll through all the episodes. Just go straight to our Powerpuff Girls episode playlist and check that out. You know, whatever. But if, you know, you want to listen to this episode first, I'll recap it here. It's a show, came out early, late 90s, early 2000s, about three little girls, three kindergartners, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, who were, uh, happened to be created in a lab Mm -hmm. by their father, a professor slash scientist, Professor Utonium. Uh, He accidentally created them, so to speak, and thus they were born with superhuman superhero powers, So the show just talks about them saving the city of Townsville, where they live from various monsters and villains and criminals, and also just trying to like live their lives as cute little kindergarten girls. (laughs) And yeah, it's uh, pretty ass kicking and pretty violent, actually, for these three little girls. Extremely violent. Can I say, too, when I was watching this episode, you know how on like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, they kind of put like the genre of the oh god show yeah like a little there, like warning and max rating. yeah not even like yeah not even like the warning but just the rating like sci-fi oh, or yeah. um i don't know mystery thriller or whatever just to like let you know literally oh, on no. max the genre that this is under is fantasy violence <laughs> They're not wrong. Fantasy at violence. All. This show, this children's show about kindergarten girls. About kindergartners. <laughs> I mean, where's violence. the lie? I love that. I was cracking. Prove up. us wrong. There is none. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't. It's yep, true. Exactly. They're so, correct. <clears throat> they are correct. So we've got a two-part episode we're doing here. It was a Christmas special. It really isn't, it's not like a super long one, but I figured it would just be easier to split it in half. And also because I've got to do three episodes this month. So <laughs> I was like, okay, well, I'm split the one and in half. Here no rules. Go. So no rules. Exactly. It's Christmas themed slash winter themed. That's the only rule. And it's a cartoon Done. and there's crime. So boom, here Bam. we go. Part one. We begin the episode and it is a cold, snowy winter day in the city of Townsville. And throughout the city, especially at Pokey Oaks Kindergarten, where our three heroes go to school, all the folks and kids are excited and eager to celebrate the upcoming Christmas holiday. And the kids, they're like in school, giving gifts to their beloved teacher, Mrs. Keene. She's great. Go back and listen to previous episodes (laughs) to learn more about her. Won't get into it now. But they're, you know, giving her gifts, putting decorations up in the classroom, all playing with their little holiday toys, and of course, humming Christmas carols whilst coloring pictures of Santa and his reindeer. And among the students at Pokey Oaks are, of course, our heroines, Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup, the Powerpuff Girls. So we see Bubbles, she's singing a holiday song while hanging some pictures. And I guess, do I need... 
you'll put pictures of them again, plug for our YouTube channel. <laughs> but I mean, just I'll say Blossom has like orange. She's the orange haired smart one of the group. Yep. Bubbles is like the blonde haired little like sweetheart and kind one of the group. And then Buttercup is the black haired, like tough, rough and tumble tomboy, mm-hmm. beat your ass one of the group. Just, I guess, to put that into perspective. So yeah. naturally. You oh God, what are the other two singing. doing? <laughs> it is mine. Well, actually, yeah, right. Buttercup's like cutting shit. No. Um, <laughs> so Blossom is putting together a gingerbread house. And then Buttercup is actually just finalizing or like finishing. Really, she's starting her wish list for Santa. Okay. And mind you, this is like three days before Christmas or two days before Christmas. So the girls, they're like, particularly Bubbles, is pretty much yelling at Buttercup, like, how have you not written your list out? Like, Santa's not going to be able to get you all your gifts in time. You're so late Mm -hmm. and behind. And they're like shitting on her for that. But as they're talking about what Buttercup wants and how she needs to hurry up and finish her list, we then see a very familiar foe approach them making fun of the girls for their wish list because Uh-oh. her daddy I buys her everything that she wants every year. Can you guess who this familiar Santa. is? Yeah, I don't need Santa. She just called, uh, she's labeled her bank account as Santa. Literally, her dad is just like, yeah, I own Santa, actually. <laughs> yeah, I I, ma- I built his, his I workshop. Yeah. Yes, I bought him. I bought him out. So yes, for those listening, if you're not familiar with the Powerpuff Girls or our previous arc, this familiar foe is none other than a little girl, a classmate of the Powerpuff Girls named Princess Morbucks. Mm-hmm. And so Princess, she is, as we described last time, we did an episode with her. She's a freckled, red, poofy haired, like in ponytail or in like poofy ponytails, haired, wearing a purple skirt and a yellow sweater. And she's the daughter of the richest man, most likely in the city of Townsville, perhaps even in whatever, whatever half of the country Townsville (laughs) is in the Eastern, Western. I don't know. There's only two parts of the country. And most importantly though, she, the Eastern half or the Western half. We've established this. He's the richest guy in it though. (laughs) Yes. But most importantly about princess is that she is a horrible spoiled rotten brat who wants nothing more than to be a powerpuff girl herself yep to the point that it drives her mad into a life of evil crime and villainy so princess she goes on to say that there's only one thing on her list for santa this year since you know as you mentioned before grace her daddy buys her everything else that she wants and that one thing that she's written on her wish list is to be a Powerpuff girl. God damn it. Again, yeah, I know, exactly. Like, haven't we done this before? We've gone through this. You can't sit with us. No. Girl, yeah. <laughs> We've well established. Also, who bailed you out of prison? Obviously, you're Yeah, dad. right. Good question. We um, saw her in her first episode, which I think is our, I think it was our last episode of our Powerpuff Girls arc. So you guys can go back yeah, and so. meet her. We saw her get yeah. arrested at the end in handcuffs, mm-hmm. like. Everything, Indian but I guess that we're too big for her because she's in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. She's a juvenile. Dad bailed her out, maybe, but like, girl, the same crime, mm-hmm. a repeat offender. You gonna same, do this again? Same crime. And apparently, Princess has been busy. Uh, 
again, because this is like season five or season six or something. And the last episode we covered with her was season one. And Princess mm. is a pretty recurring character. Like she's probably one of yeah. their top five, like villains or foes in the show so we see her a lot throughout the series i can't tell you what happens in every episode that she's been in but i will say well in a second here i'll i'll tell you what she's been up to because the girls go through the list of things so when she tells them that she wants to be a powerpuff girl this year like that's her only wish for christmas the girls obviously as per usual they brush her off they're like get real girl Santa, he already has a naughty and nice list. Like, there's oh, no damn. way that you're going to get what you want because you've been very naughty this past year. And Princess is like, no, I haven't. Like, what are you talking about? But the girls, they run through, they show the receipts, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, for example, they're like, are you kidding me? Last year, and this is probably how she got out of prison or ju- juvie, wherever the fuck oh, she God. was. They're like, last year, you bought the city and legalized crime. <laughs> absolutely yes you you hired mojo jojo to try and destroy us you gave us a bomb for our birthday (laughs) you teamed up with three felons and went on a crime spree (laughs) you you tricked our class this is the funniest one you tricked our classmate robin into stealing and then tattled on her when she did it (laughs) Damn, that's cold. That's savage. That's so, that's, that's a cold not, crime right there. That doesn't even have to, <laughs> doesn't even have to do with being a Powerpuff Girl. That's just straight I know. savage. It's just so fucking mean. Yeah. But most crime. of all, it's a cold crime. But most of all, they say she's a spoiled brat who's greedy and jealous, and she doesn't care who she steps on to get what she wants. Thus, very very naughty. And Princess, though, as they're going through this list, she's like, and like your point (laughs) is like, I don't see the problem with any of this stuff. Like, I think I'm amazing. (laughs) Yeah. You listen to all my accomplishments. (laughs) Yeah. Daddy gave me a daddy gave me more allowance every time I did one of those things. So (laughs) I'm doing great win win. Yeah. Life is amazing. (laughs) So. Blossom, though, she assures Princess that if she doesn't change her ways, she'll never get anything more than coal from Santa Claus. And right at that moment, the school day ends, the bell rings, and the kids all, like, book it out of there, make a break for it, because they are now on Christmas vacation. And so, while the Powerpuff Girls, they fly home from school, and the other students, they walk slash, you know, catch the bus, whatever peons and people without (laughs) superpowers do. Princess. (laughs) Lame. Princess is obviously picked up in a limousine by her personal Mm -hmm. driver. And while she's in the limo venting to the driver about how mean the Powerpuff Girls were to her, she asks the driver if she, if he thinks that she is naughty. Uh And the driver just... I don't get paid enough for this shit. Exactly. Literally, he starts like breaking out in a sweat and like <laughs> stuttering and stammering, like, well, um, uh, well, uh, you, you know, uh, and he's like unable to truthfully confront his boss's spoiled little uh, evil rotten oh. daughter. So he accidentally raises the like dividing window between <laughs> him and the princess in the back. Yeah, the partition. And he's like, oh, well, I can't hear you back there. And then he's just like, that was close. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes, actually. But then she, like, 
It's funny too, because she then like calls him on the cell phone though. Like, <laughs> well, you didn't answer me. And he like acts like they're static. Like, I can't hear you. We're He's going, got the candy wrapper. <laughs> yeah. We're going under a tunnel. And she's like, no, we're not. I can see out the window. And then he just like we're hangs up. Still in park at my kindergarten. <laughs> we literally have not left the school. <laughs> But nonetheless, he's able to somehow get away without answering her. He drops her back off at Morbuck's mansion, this sprawling estate on top of a hill outside of the city of Townsville, which also like, this has always just kind of been funny to me, how rich they are. Why does he send her to like a public school, like Pokey Oaks kindergarten? I don't know. You know, I I bet it's one of those like, honey, you have to like, learn how to socialize with the commoners they'll work for you one day (laughs) true true this is like experiential learning yeah by like high school she'll switch to boarding school by then boarding school for sure yeah Yeah. because you learn so much about people when they're in kindergarten right (laughs) (laughs) right and how they operate etc etc Honey, life is essentially always like kindergarten once you grow up. These <laughs> these people, they never truly learn past that age. So that's when you really have to get to know them. They're I always just... Daddy will put you in boarding school once you reach freshman year. I promise. <laughs> they're The commoners, they're just once a glue eater, always a glue eater. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Elmer. So, <laughs> again... Go check out our playlist on Call YouTube back. to see what we're talking about. Other yep. other yep. Uh, Powerpuff Girls episode. <clears throat> so anyways, back at Morbuck's mansion, Princess is eating her dinner, which actually kind of sadly, she's like all alone at this massive long dining room table that's just loaded up with food. Clearly the, the butler and the chef are getting in the holiday spirit. There's like carved ham and a full turkey and just all these side dishes. And it's literally, it's sad both for her and for the wait staff, like that they have to cook oh. all this for just her, but also the fact that she's there all by herself, like, damn, mm-hmm. no family, no, no parental love. I'm not justifying princess's behavior because people can be raised poorly and still don't have to be a shitty person. She's raised very poorly. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so while she's sitting at this dinner table all by herself eating, she then asks the servant or butler, whatever he is, if she thinks that she's naughty and Uh pretty much exactly like the limo driver he just like starts nervously sweating before (laughs) answering her and he's like oh you know i've got to uh, actually get to the kitchen before my biscuits burn in the oven and just like books it out of there before she like has a chance to yell at him for not answering yes and so then after dinner finally that night as she lays tucked into bed She then asks her nanny, again, she's got all wait staff looking after her. Her parents do not do any of these things. But she asks her nanny if she thinks that she's naughty. And the nanny, just like the rest of the reasonable adults in the room, is unwilling to make eye contact with Princess. She's like, she turns around quickly and just like, well, time for bed. Runs out the bedroom, turns off the lights as she leaves. Like they're like not trying to lose their jobs just before Christmas. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) They're like, if I tell, I I can't lie, but also if I tell the truth, I will get fired. And (laughs) yes. I, the, the job she has is not authority. paid because princess is the worst yes yeah. like she will fire me like her dad doesn't even need to fire me she will do it she and will. like 
I'm done. Yeah, she'll kill me. No less. Like she won't just fire me. She's a super You're villain. Like, she literally I'm is a done. super villain. <laughs> I have a family yeah, to take no, care of. Can't do I'm, exactly. Christmas is tomorrow. I can't, <laughs> how am I supposed to give them gifts if I'm dead? I can't. Exactly. So seeing how all of these adults essentially hate her, but she can't like <laughs> prove it because they won't admit it, as, as we said. But she then devises a plan to ensure that Santa puts her on the nice list because she's like, damn, like, I don't know if I'm on the naughty or nice list. Like, but something tells me that I might be on the naughty list <laughs> but based on the way the that I'm <laughs> Yeah, I'm reading the room here, and something tells me that Santa might also have me on the naughty list. The vibes seem off. They do. I'm not liking them. So (laughs) she puts on this like all black outfit, like cat suit, not even a cat suit, but a clear, like a burglarizing fit. Exactly. Like the beanie, the gloves, boots, sweater, the whole 10 yard, the whole black shebang. Uh And she makes her way to her dad's private jet. Honestly, actually, it might be her private jet. I don't even think it's her dad's only because he bought it, but it's like under her name, most likely. Oh, his uh, Learjet. Like, his Learjet. Yes, yeah, not his Learjet. His Learjet her. that he bought for her. So yes, her Learjet. <laughs> exactly. So she runs over to this jet. And while she's like walking over there, running out of there, running out of the house to get there, she's talking to herself and is like, damn. All these years, I thought that all that coal in my stocking was from daddy's coal mine. She says that. She doesn't say damn, obviously. But yeah, she literally says, I thought that coal in my stocking was from daddy's coal mine. The uh, writing in this episode is so good. Like the writers spared no expense with like the cap, the anti-capitalist jokes and just like the making princess seem like the worst person ever yes like amazing now we know where the fortune comes from got it (laughs) yes so she gets on her plane and she orders the pilot to immediately take her to the north pole so that she can get what she's always wanted for christmas to be a powerpuff girl and so before we go on uh, more with this episode because you know us we always like to do a little bit of wikipedia ing and like especially Ooh. during the holiday season get into the spirit talk about some of the lore of whatever holidays we're talking about so i was like okay this will be fun like i don't think we've done an episode that goes to like the north pole or like to santa's workshop or anything Ooh. in the past not that i can think of so like yeah. let's talk about Santa Claus and like his magical workshop for a second oh my God. because a lot yes, of this please. episode takes place there. Yeah, why not? And I'd never like Wikipedia it before. So I was like, yeah, I mean, he's in the North Pole. Like, what else do you need to know? But actually, it's kind of interesting. Everything, or at least like a couple of paragraphs that I copy and pasted from Wikipedia. That is so, like a few things. That, that's all. That's all that there is. Yeah. So, yes the magical workshop in the north pole we've all seen it probably from like elf and the santa claus all the good christmas movies that we've watched growing up but it really is the workshop in real life don't convince me otherwise (laughs) the the workshop yes we will but also please share like comment subscribe before we block you could you do that quick thing before we block you real quick thank you so yes it is a workshop where santa claus and his elves live and make the toys and presents given out at christmas in addition to housing the factory where toys are either manufactured or distributed by the elves and this complex houses the residents of santa his wife 
his companions, who that I'm not sure about, and what? all of the reindeer, his companions. Are those the elves? I don't know exactly his companions are. Well, or like, but here's the thing. They list elves in that list. So they say it's his wife, elves, and or maybe that maybe they do mean his elves. Let me let, I don't know. But back check Wikipedia look, real quick. Yeah, there's a whole thing on Wikipedia about it. Like some of the okay this is weird too it says names of the dark or threatening companion figures it's like the krampus so it's like which also is a really good movie by the way <laughs> probably one of my favorite holiday movies it is like a horror comedy oh but God. it's really good uh yes yeah, so i don't know does the krampus live up there obviously I, yes his elves but like house spirits like i don't know that I, I didn't want to get that into it. And I made you, I'm sorry. Well, it's okay. Get back to it. It's okay. It's okay. But yes, there is a Wikipedia, a Wikipedia page on his companions as well, like companions of St. Nicholas. So there's that. But yes, one of them okay. is Krampus, his like evil alter ego. It's like, anyway, cool. he lives he lives on the dark side of the North Pole. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anyways, the exact location of Santa's workshop varies depending upon local culture. However, oh. it is generally believed to be somewhere around or on the North Pole, as we here in America believe. And I will say that there are apparently at least eight different claimed locations for the workshop. Okay. So, for example, people in Canada, they send letters to Santa's workshop at his North Pole location in Canada. Because, okay, the North Pole right, is like, like goes up to the Arctic. It's circle. a region. It's not like, exactly. It's not like, oh, this island is the North Pole or this yeah. little ice shelf is, it's the whole region of the, you explain it better than I did. You're the, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> they Arctic send circle. it to the North Pole. Yes, that they send it in Canada to the North Pole location in Canada with a unique postal code of H0H0HO, which when you look at it, spells Cute. out ho, ho, ho. How cute is that? Precious. Meanwhile, people in the United States believe that the workshop is a spoon. This also made me laugh because it's so classic of the United mm -hmm. States. Oh, God. But like not at it, you'll see. Okay. So well, people in the United States believe the workshop is a sprawling commune located at the North Pole. I thought you were gonna say compound. No. I mean, kind of the same thing, but no commune. So I don't know. Anytime I see commune like related to something American, I was like, oh boy, don't tell too many oh. people they're gonna start hating Santa. <laughs> <laughs> He's a commie. He's a communist. I'm sure there are people that feel that way in america probably and also like hyper religious people probably already exactly. hate santa because they're like it's like pagan etc it's saint nicholas not santa claus whatever fucking crazy sorry if any of you crazies are listening to our podcast like, we love subscribe. you like, comment share subscribe. tell your crazy friends yes y'all can spread news hey. like wildfire get it out there exactly exactly we need you to so <laughs> we we've got we're a big tent here okay we we'll like take all your views <laughs> Your views and your listens. <laughs> so, meanwhile, also some people in the United Kingdom and Finland believe that Father Christmas's workshop is located in Finland in a place that I cannot pronounce. So, spell it. There's spell that. Hear this. Cor K O R V A T U N T U R I, Corvatanturi, Lapland. <laughs> 
a black <laughs> lamb. That's cute. Maybe that's why people like to sit on Santa's lap. <laughs> <laughs> they named it after that. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah. The tradition or the place? No. We don't know. Santa's lap or lap land? Which yeah. one was it? We'll never yeah. know. We won't because I will never go there because I won't be able to buy a ticket because I can't spell or pronounce the name. <laughs> yeah, the I'll never be able to find it. Oh. <laughs> I'll never be able to find it. Although the signs there must be massive. <laughs> the street <laughs> so signs. And like highway oh, signs. Sure. Yeah. Classic Finnish people. <laughs> and so in the United States, the Postal Service, you know, we've all written letters to Santa. We all tell little kids, write your letter to Santa and make sure that he knows what you want. And you get on the nice list. Well, as it turns out, when we wrote those letters, we probably mailed them per the U.S. Post Service's recommendation to a workshop uh, addressed to Santa Claus at 1225 Reindeer Road, North Pole, Alaska, Zip code 99705. That part, I'm not sure. The 1225, I get. Reindeer Road. But that zip code seems strange. I'm not sure if that's... It that's might a, be a real Probably zip code. just the actual zip code in Alaska. And that's, it might actually just be the real zip code there. But hilariously, most of the mail sent to that address is instead redirected by the post service to a volunteer base in the town of Santa Claus, Indiana. <laughs> So I just imagine also, there, so there's a few, there's a few red flags slash I have a few concerns about this uh, kids yeah. like, so one, you're lying to kids just first off flat out yeah. in like flat two ways, lying. like Santa doesn't really live in Alaska. And also then you're not even sending it there. You're sending it to fucking Indiana, Indiana? That's purely in the middle, Indiana and so that's like two or three concerns there. The third, yeah. their fourth concern, it's like put their heart and soul into these letters. Yeah. Like they get really deep. They say things about their families. Like, yeah. oh, I, I wish that my brother was nicer to me. Or like, I wish that mommy and daddy would like stop fighting. Or I wish <laughs> that blah, blah, blah. I wish and my sister didn't have random, cancer. Yeah. Like, and some random person in Santa Claus, Indiana is reading this. The kid's this name and address is on this. Yeah, I hope people are getting background checked before they start opening I these letters. Facts. That was my first thought. Like, please tell me that there is some sort of federal background check for these people. Yeah. They're volunteers, though. I mean, it just, uh, that just doesn't sit right with me. So, yeah. also, you know, like, parents you, out why there. Why can't you have it actually in Alaska? Have yeah. this service happen in Alaska. It probably. They need jobs up there, too. They do. This is true. And honestly, that would fuel some economy up there. But right, it also like, would probably be really expensive to do, which um, the government doesn't like spending money on things true. that bring joy to people. On children? So, no. Yeah. No, please. Everybody's going to give a shit about those. Yeah, well, it's like they look at them like Princess Morbucks does. <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Uh, and spend I spend more money to stay when away I say from this, you. I strictly mean the federal government, not local yeah. or state-based governments like they... ones that I potentially work for. <laughs> Only federal <laughs> government. Only ones that have authority over the United States Postal Service. Only that. Exactly. That's what I mean. Yes, just that. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. 
nine, please. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. But like, also, okay, it's cute, because there is a cute town called Santa Claus, Indiana. I feel like we drove through it, actually, when we went to St. Louis for um, rowing one time. And there's just like a massive Santa Claus statue. They have a huge festival there every year. Why it's in Indiana, I don't know. It's the Midwest. It's not like it gets that cold or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Anyways, last fun fact, almost as concerningly as that fact about how we do it here in America, redirecting mail of little children hoping and wishing for very sensitive and confidential things. (laughs) In France, Santa is believed to reside at one alley of clouds, North Pole. I'm not sure which part of the North Pole, but whatever. And kind of like us, they also have a postal service operation that allows kids to send letters to Father Christmas, I think since like the 1960s. And Uh in the period before Christmas, any physical letter in the country that's addressed to Santa Claus Mm -hmm. is sent to a specific location where, and I didn't see where the location is, but this is kind of even creepier responses for the children's letters are written and sent back to the kid (laughs) no they're leaning too far into the lie like too much you all could have stopped also like kids are smart they're gonna get the letter and be like this handwriting is different than last year like handwriting analysis get on it yeah yes this is not the same and also they spelled my name wrong (laughs) I just, yeah, something about reading an intimate letter from a child, a sentimental letter from a child, and then responding. responding. It's one thing to like read it and like have the kids address and all of that on there. It's another thing to then respond to it too. I just, and look, I know it's it's all in good fun and the holiday spirit. I'm sure maybe this could be a crime caper if we ever get around <laughs> to doing the holiday crime capers. Maybe we can track and see if anyone's ever abused the system, any of these volunteers. Probably, yes. It's turned out for the worst. But I would like to assume that if they did, then they would shut that whole shit down immediately because yeah. that's risky business. That's just... Truly. That, yeah. But also it makes me... It makes me double think like if and when I have children, I don't think that I would have them writing letters to Santa. Yeah, you know, I, like I, I it's, you just take the letter and like I'm putting it in the mailbox and then uh-huh, like, and then just like th- shred it up and throw it away, right? Yeah, like <laughs> the most heartless uh, thing though. They like see you tearing it up as you like walk outside, like pretend it's snow. <laughs> the kid finds like their letters in ashes. Damn. in the fireplace as yeah. they're putting cookies out for santa the night before they're like is that is that my letter in my there no 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 go to go to bed kid go to bed go to bed this is what santa I do, me this year I, I do wonder though if had our parents because i know i wrote letters to santa when yeah. i was really young i don't know how often i feel like maybe i did it more for school than i did like at home like yeah Yeah. here we go but I do wonder if like teachers and parents knew that like would they still have us writing these letters like yeah this letter is going to end up in the hands of a random volunteer in the middle of Indiana 67 year old (laughs) dude in Indiana yeah I feel like I also wrote them for school but like Mm -hmm. 
my public school was not going to spend money on postage for like 300 fourth graders. Like they absolutely then just like used them as kindling to keep the school warm. Like (laughs) there's no way. You see like the janitor in the boiler room, like piling the letters. (laughs) (laughs) Just whistling Christmas tunes. He's like wearing a Santa Claus hat or something. Like, ah, this (laughs) is my favorite time of year. (laughs) Yeah, like the janitor's (laughs) revenge. Yeah. Oh, God. That could be like a Christmas version of like the Nightmare on Elm Street, the Freddy Krueger movie. Interesting. Which like teachers, let us know. Like, let us know in the comments what y'all do. Yeah. Your kids still do that these days. Yeah. Tell us. We don't know. I'm I'm know. genuinely I'm genuinely curious. Like yeah. yeah, if you do that, what do you do with them? Do you actually send them? Postage is not cheap and y'all are not paid enough. So I know you don't pay <laughs> for the postage yourself. So yep. let us know. Cause um yep, the way please. I see it right now, I would I would be right there with the janitor, like sipping eggnog <laughs> and shoving them bang right into, yep. <laughs> into exactly. the fire. So Anyway, yeah, so interesting facts about Santa's workshop and uh, how creepy it may or may not be for us to be writing letters to Santa as children. So, spiel over, Tangent Avenue, (laughs) we're leaving it, back to the episode. Yes, for now, we'll definitely be on it again later. So, back at Professor Utonium's house, aka the Powerpuff Girls' house, they are busy getting the place all decked out for Christmas. They're and again, this is like two days before Christmas that they're doing this. Or I, I actually think it's Christmas Eve at this point. But they're like baking cookies. They're putting up the Christmas tree. They're mm. putting up lights and decorations inside and outside of the house, turning this place into a true winter wonderland. But I guess like it's okay for them to do this the day before Christmas because the way they do it, the girls kind of make a competition out of it, where like whoever can finish the most stuff fastest then gets to put the star on top of the tree at the end and like turn on the lights so they get it done in like 30 seconds so like (laughs) okay yeah if i could do it in 30 seconds i would just wait till christmas eve too so as the girls they finish i think blossom is probably the first one to finish because she of course is the smart always perfect one so she gets to put the star on top of the tree And then they call the professor down so that he can plug in the lights and like illuminate the entire house, showing all of its winter wonderland beauty. And hilariously, though, the lights are like flickering on and off and just start working all together. And so the professor says, again, writing is just crazy in this episode. He says, I can make three little girls out of seasonings, but I can never get these lights to work. (laughs) Seasonings. Which is true. It is true. He could. Listen, everything nice, I guess. I don't don't know what kind of seasoning that is. Yeah, I've seen that in the aisle, but like a la carte. Yeah. Yeah. So also just very funny. Yes. Uh, He, you can't, you can't win them all, Professor. You can't do everything. You're a science genius. Okay. You're not an electrician. (laughs) But yeah. Even though the professor is sad by these finicky lights, we still see the camera kind of pans out of their house and it shows the entire neighborhood and the whole town of, or this whole city of Townsville. And we see all of the different characters that we know and love from this show getting ready for the holiday. We see Miss Keene wishing for her class or her students to be nicer, particularly Mitch Mitchelson. <laughs> Go back and listen to one of our previous episodes to learn about him. This kid is a little asshole but 
She just wishes he would be a little bit nicer. The mayor is wishing for essentially like a My Little Pony doll. He's of course. Sitting, on, sitting on the floor of his office, just coloring in a picture of a pony. Miss Bellum, his assistant, is wishing for like a massage day, essentially, because she's, she's like sick PTO. of dealing with the mayor's shit. Yeah. <laughs> we see Mojo Jojo putting an ornament on like a metallic tree and various children and teenagers around the world just getting into the holiday spirit, sending, singing public domain Christmas songs, and <laughs> placing cookies out by the fireplace and hanging ornaments, gathering by the fire, daydreaming about the gifts they will receive under the tree the next morning. Truly the perfect Christmas Eve little montage that we see. And honestly, like, same. Like, that's pretty much how I am. Like, watching Christmas movies, finishing the last touches of decorations, and just, like, drinking some, like, actually, I don't even like eggnog, what am I saying? Like, some sort of winter cocktail, like a hot toddy or something. Yep. While we just talk about, okay, what time do we need to fucking wake up tomorrow morning? (laughs) Start baking and opening our presents. Yes, exactly. When are the gifts coming? When? So we then turn back to the North Pole, which I'm going to assume in this case is the North Pole, Alaska, because we're in America in the city of Townsville. Or she's in Indiana. And maybe North Pole, (laughs) Indiana, Santa Claus, Indiana. Who knows? So we see Princess parachuting into santa's magical workshop girl late at night and she sneaks into the workshop through a window not at all stealthily like falling in making a lot of noise and she finds herself in the workshop's break room and just as she attempts to exit the break room to find santa's office she hears elves approaching the door and runs and hides so they don't catch her but after the elves, they they run in there. They're talking about the gifts they're making and just grabbing a can of Nog Cola. They leave the break room and head back to the workshop floor. And she's like, literally, um, like she's scaled the walls and is like hiding in the corner of the ceiling. Like, oh yeah, literally <laughs> like that. Like, eh, hopefully they don't see me up here. They're too short to like look up, right? Look up, yeah. Uh, yes. So she sneaks her way through the building scaling walls and like climbing through the rafters in the ceiling to avoid being caught she is crazy like she has literally batman level equipment with her like grappling hooks and yeah and like suction cups on her hands yeah so that she can do this and she eventually comes across one of the main workshop factory rooms where we just see dozens of elves busy making candy packing boxes with gifts to be shipped out to the good boys and girls around the world And she notices that across the workshop floor, the warehouse floor, she sees Santa's office door. So she like scales the ceiling yet again, (laughs) climbing over machinery and everything to make her way across. And when no elves are looking or like there's no one standing in front of the door, she just like hops down and just like quickly runs into his office and closes the door behind her. And so she's searching around Santa's office, thinking to herself, thinking out loud, actually, if I were a big, fat, bearded oaf, where would I keep a stupid list? Damn. (laughs) Damn. Girl, this this is, this is not how you're going to get on the nice list. This is the tip of the iceberg of the insults that she throws at Santa in this episode. So hold on to your hats here. (laughs) Not the worst. No. 
So she then sees a pile of papers sitting on Santa's desk right by his computer and notices the names listed on the various pages of paper. And this is indeed the nice list, this massive stack. And so she's flipping through the list, going page by page, looking for her name, kind of like reading out names as she sees them. Obviously, she sees Blossom Bubbles and Buttercup listed on there, and that pisses her off. She -hmm. sees even Mitch Mitchelson is on the nice list, even this badass kid. Yeah, he's on the nice list, We've discussed he clearly has problems at home. We know this. He does. He does, yes. Mitch definitely. I mean, so does does Princess, but, you know, she's she's still worse than him. Honestly, she's so bad that it makes every other kid look like you can be the worst kid possible and you'll still be on the nice list compared to her right and so she keeps flipping through this list but when she reaches the name zachary zimmerman she realizes like she's nowhere on there like this is double z i didn't see my name and so she's pissed off because she's like what the fuck i'm not (laughs) on this list and she scans santa's desk once more and she then finds the naughty list but this list is much shorter it's simply written on a single post-it note. Oh, no, it's just one name. Matt, right onto his computer screen. <laughs> and yes, there is only one name on this list and one name only. Princess Morbox. Fucking savage Santa. Savage Santa. Yeah, and that's Damn. what Princess thinks because she is even more pissed now. She is in a <laughs> rage. She makes, she grabs a pencil out of his desk or whatever, and she makes some last-minute edits, some, you know, just editorial adjustments oh, no. to the naughty and nice list, a.k.a. she just, like, erases the name, the word naughty and nice and just switches the list. So that oh. big-ass stack on Santa. Is that now, now the naughty says, list? Naughty list, and that single person on his computer says the nice list. That's like, that is like even more evil than I thought. I thought she was gonna like just write her name on the nice list, or that yeah. she was just gonna switch like her name and the Powerpuff Girls name. But she was like, right. no, you know what? Fuck every kid <laughs> in exactly. this universe. They're exactly. not exactly Damn. the horror of this episode is that she's not just ruining the powerpuff girls christmas or yeah, a few kids everyone's. christmas she's ruining christmas for literally every single kid every in the kid. world but her damn Folks, this is a cold crime <laughs> this is a cold Ice crime fucking cold baby yes it's so yes she is clearly like maniacally evilly laughing as she does this Very and she subtle. makes her way back to a window yeah, super makes her way back to a window sneaks out of Santa's magical workshop while evilly just like smirking and looking back like, yes, I'm so proud of the work I've done tonight. It's better security. It does. Yeah. Also true. Like, I mean, I guess elves probably wouldn't make the best like guards, would they? Although, well, no, either way, not great. Either way, it's not great. Hey, it's a commune, man. Everyone there is supposed to like love and trust each it's other. Chill, and get along. It's chill. We yeah, never lock our doesn't... doors. Exactly. It's an open door policy. Everyone just like <laughs> bring your own food and we'll share it together. <sighs> idiot. Uh, idiots. This is why communism will never work. Will never work. <laughs> because, <laughs> because capitalism they don't, takes they don't advantage lock their doors. Of it. Yes literally the perfect metaphor <laughs> exactly they knew they I fucking knew they knew they knew what they were doing always so meanwhile back in townsville the powerpuff girls make their way to bed again it's christmas eve 
So they're all excited. They get all tucked in and ready for a good night's sleep as they begin to dream about their Christmas Eve dreams. And of course, you know, just so excited for what the professor and what Santa Claus are going to give them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And additionally, Princess has returned to Morbuck's mansion and she's anxiously anticipating the activation of her evil plot to be the only child on the nice list this year. Thus, ruining Christmas for everyone in the mm -hmm. world but her. She scoops a lump of coal from Christmas's past into her family's massive fireplace. Because, by the way, earlier in the episode, we see her, like, open a closet in her room and just a mountain of coal falls out, which is what <laughs> led her to be like, I thought all that coal was from daddy's coal mine, whatever. Anyway, so she's, like, taking this coal and she's, like, throwing it into the family <laughs> fireplace and just, like, thinking out loud about all the misery and suffering she's soon to bring Damn. upon the folks of Townsville and the entire world. Also very world. symbolic. Very, <laughs> yes. Coal mining, et cetera, et cetera. But go on, yeah. go off, right? We're going to ruin people's lives, but yeah. I'm going to win out in the end. Mm -hmm. Symbolic. Yes. Okay. For tomorrow, the world is in for a big, huge surprise. Not candy and presents, but Christmas's demise. Ooh. I wish I came up with that rhyme on my own. Oh. I should add the narrator in this is like Doctor or Doctor, yeah, Doctor Seuss style narrating, like oh, from the Stole Christmas. Like Hell there's yeah. poetry throughout the entire episode. Oh my God. It's great. Love. So I wish I came up with that, but that was all him. Genius. And that though is where I will end today's no! episode. But stay tuned. <laughs> For next week, where I recount Damn. the trauma and terror that Princess brings to the world, and particularly the city of Townsville in the North Pole, Shit. on Christmas Day. And of course, it wouldn't be a Powerpuff Girls episode without a massive battle in the end yes. with Santa Claus Violence. and the Powerpuff Girls back at the North Pole. Hell yes. Wow, so, what a place to end. I am yes. stressed and excited about mm -hmm. this small evil genius's plans. More yes. commentary on capitalism, I'm sure, is also to come, <laughs> as is on DP. massive violence. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. Great job. A great. Thank you. Great. Yes, yes. And so, just like you said, the violence and the shaming of capitalism will continue <laughs> next week. But until then, Amazing. who should they tell about our podcast? I think you should tell um, a cell phone repair person. After huh. probably breaking your phone at the start of this episode, uh, <laughs> I think when you're going into shop for a new phone, tell you know the the service folks at whatever um, cell phone shop you're at, you know, nice. AT&T, yeah. Apple Store, That's whatever, perfect. wherever you're getting your phone, let them know. That's Let's perfect shop. because I'm going there in just a couple of hours, so <laughs> I'll make sure to let them know. <laughs> uh, who else should they tell? <laughs> Oh, sheesh. Uh, <laughs> so you should tell. Um, after that, tell tell someone. I'm sure there's someone else there who broke their phone. So <laughs> if there's someone in line behind you getting their phone fixed, like right after telling the repair person, just turn around and be like, oh, yeah, nice. you should also listen to this podcast. Tell, tell yeah. the other person that broke their phone. Uh, depending on Perfect. where you live in the country, it might be me. You might be telling me about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I mean, it could be probably. Let me double check here. I mean, it's still on as of now, but you know, 
It's early. I might throw it again accidentally in part two. So put it down. We'll Who knows? Keep it. I'm not even going to touch it. So yeah. Anyway, amazing. Great. Until next week. Yeah, we'll see Goodbye. you then. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmorneMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.